Welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand. In today's episode, my guest and I talk about finding balance in your personal and business life and how that can help you build a strong personal brand. So please enjoy. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Leah Garvin. Leah is the best-selling author of Unstuck, a TEDx speaker, organizational effectiveness coach, and consultant, and she has experience leading teams, uh, leading team operations across Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Bank of America. She's a sought-after expert in the media and has been featured in Inc. Magazine, Fast Company, and NBC News, just to name a few. Leah, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for yeah, having me. Yeah, so really interesting. You've done so many things. So a lot to talk about. But let's talk first about, you know, you're a mom, entrepreneur, author, speaker. A lot of things going on. So how do you integrate all of these things into your personal brand? So it, it's interesting. I, I Throughout my career, I feel like I had a lot of trouble connecting the dots around what I do and, and how it all makes sense. I had moved around different jobs, kind of trying to find my footing. And, and I would say it was in one of my sort of last roles in the corporate world where I saw, actually, there's always been a theme at the center of all of this. It's been my passion for building mm -hmm. great teams and, and, and that really sort of leaning into that and saying, oh, this makes sense why I took all these different leaps and made these different moves. And, and as I've moved into being an entrepreneur, um, this has really been the anchor to all the work that I do. And so I would say, um, you know, having a, an effective team in my own house with my husband and, and daughter to um, figuring out, you know, how I want to help organizations lead great teams. I work with entrepreneurs and founders and small businesses, as well as teams in the corporate world. Um, I think teams was really at the mm -hmm. center of that. And that that anchor has been really helpful for me to to have clarity around my own. Yeah, I like that. That's a different perspective than I really kind of thought about, but it's true. I mean, if you can find that one underlying thing that kind of all makes sense, then you could really lean into that aspect of your personal brand. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so but we, because since we're talking about all of these aspects of your life, let's yeah. discuss what, you know, how much do you share about your personal life? How much of your, your husband, your daughter, your personal experiences, how much do you share? Yeah. You know, I've, I, I've ranged a lot of different, I, I started a lot of this work when I was still in the mm -hmm. corporate world and it was, I was wrestling with my own comfort and talking about my own struggles and ups and downs. And I think when it was, when I wrote my book unstuck, this was the first time I, I really came forward and shared all of the ups and downs, all of my stories, what it was like to feel imposter syndrome, what it was like to feel like I wasn't, you know, smart enough or technical enough or whatever working in tech. And this was a huge transformation for me to really lead with my story. And that, that ended up becoming really central to my personal brand of I'm I, having this ex lived experience. Um, I wrestled with the fact that I wasn't a, an executive in tech. I was actually in the middle of it. I was mm -hmm. in the thick of it, really kind of rolling up my sleeves and diving in with teams. And at first I was thinking, oh, well, people not want to work with me because I wasn't like the CEO. And it was like, actually, that's a differentiator. And really leaning into that, like, hey, a lot of times when you're an executive, 
people aren't telling you what you really yeah. need to hear. I actually had that boots on the ground perspective. And so talking about my real experience, sharing about my experience as a mom, it, wrestling with these things, like I mentioned, imposter feelings, inner critic, this started to really help me connect better with folks and, and show that I really understand what people are going through in the workplace and and now as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I, I think that's one aspect sometimes people struggle with, the sharing of yeah. your actual experiences. Because it can be very scary, yeah. to, the, the, the fear of whatever it is, looking bad, you know, looking like an imposter, having people say that about you yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And I, I know the reality of what I've kind of dealt with in clients. And, and the reality is it's usually way worse in your mind than it ever yeah. is in real life. What, what do you say to that? I absolutely agree. And when I was, I had all of this stuff from no one cares. I don't know. Like yeah. what we're going to think, are they going to judge me or they think it's dumb. And it's like you say, people are actually like, that's awesome. Me too. I get it. I feel that. And it's been interesting because I recently launched my podcast, Managing Made Simple, which is about experiences, how to navigate being a people manager. And the more I connect to, here is one of the worst moments of being a manager. Here's where I got stuck. Here's how I struggled. People really see they're not alone and, and they connect to you and know that you can, you can help them because you mm -hmm. understand. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I started out doing this. I was doing like life. I did lifestyle blogging for a while and for the most part, I got great you know, response, but then you would get snarky comments. Maybe it's the yeah. friend, the friends that I had at the time, but from actually people that I knew. And I'm like, that's actually interesting. Um, I've actually cut some of these, people, you know, a lot of these people out because they're not people that you want in your life. So usually yeah. my advice kind of sometimes to people that have snarky people in their life, maybe there's someone you should cut out because your true friends are mm -hmm. not going to be, they're just, they don't yeah. see the reason to be mean to you. And that's a reflection on something they're unhappy with about themselves. And I think, but that's easier I said know. than done to interpret. I mean, it can feel terrible when yeah. you're in the middle of it and you sadly learn true colors, I think, which is also a really tough thing about when you're putting your work out there, if someone is like, mm, like, oh, you, you know, who are you to do that? That sort of, it's scary because it reaffirms your fears yes. in your mind in the yes. first place. But then, like you said, you realize, hey, I'm actually learning that this is not someone that I need in my life or is supporting it. Or, you know, you maybe got more of an insight than you ever had yeah. about someone. And that's important yeah. to know. Because I've, I've definitely seen people literally self-sabotage because of negative people in their life. And you're like, don't self-sabotage yeah. yourself. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Women are, exactly. women are particularly mean yeah. to each other. I, it's so true. And I mean... That's what's, that is one of the most like kind of devastating things of what I see. And I do a lot of coaching with women in the workplace, women in tech and where we're already underrepresented mm. and the competitiveness that comes forward instead of celebrating and uplifting. And, you know, you look around, you see like, that's part of what's continuing to, to propagate yeah. this issue. Like other men, they're supporting each other, they're lifting, they're like grabbing their friend, Hey, hire my guy yeah. for this thing. And if we do more of that, then we can, you know, it's like I say, you got to change the system and change how you're operating within yeah. the system. You know, they both have to be happening. But I agree. It's it's really sad to see that sort of happening. That kind it, of it is. I, it, I've only been helped by men in the corporate world. Only my men. Um, my business is pretty much all women. So mm -hmm. I wasn't supported, yeah. but I support.
Because I, you yeah. know, I, I did yeah. have like a, a wonderful relationship. I mean, my family is pretty much all women. So all the women in my family support each other. So I was often shocked by the lack yeah. of support because I'm like, all the women in my life support. I, I were kind of going off subject, but because you, this is your forte, yeah. what do you suggest yeah. to managers that are, you know, women and are maybe reluctant to, because they're afraid of being gutted by the next person, you know, essentially, what can they do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the more you, you sort of find, well, what are, what are the unique strengths that I bring and really learning about what do you value? What are your strengths? Really figuring out that story and narrative for yourself, which essentially is a part of that personal brand. I think the more confidence that you have as a manager and leader, and you see that, Hey, like now I can create space to elevate and uplift Mm -hmm. other people. But if you're worried to hire someone or to promote someone because you think, well, then they're going to be too close to my thing. Or what if they're sort of like nipping at my heels, that fear is going to end up, it's you're, like you said, it always self-sabotages yeah. you. It always yeah. comes back. And so to like, to really do what you need to do to create the own visibility for yourself, but that uplifting others, you know, that it, it always works out better than like the, the sort of fear around that it's going to outshine you when you're, when you're showing up and you're doing mm-hmm. great work. It's, it's, it's unlikely it's going to happen. I would say the more you can celebrate other people's wins and be known as a connector and an amplifier, the more that does come around to help you. And yeah, there might be examples when someone does, you know, like, because it's a, you know, and especially in environments where it's a little bit more cutthroat or competitive or like that stuff can happen. But you, if you start getting in this space where like you're playing that game, that's, you know, it's like a race yeah. to the bottom. It doesn't feel good. The, the analogy that comes to no. my mind, because I used to run, run track is, is my coach always says, don't look over your shoulder. Don't you're running yeah. your race. Yeah. Just go beat them. Yeah. But that's yeah. only going to come from you. It's not going to be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like the winners don't look, yeah. <laughs> they are just yeah. focused no, on it- the, on, you know, winning. They're focused on the end. They're focused on the tape. They're focused on being the yeah. number one. And that's, that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're focused on your own race, that's all that matters because it's, it's the ones that literally, yeah. I mean, you can see it whenever those, they have those photo finishes. It's the ones that are going like this, they end up losing to the next person because they mm-hmm. are slow. Yeah. It slows you down. So it's just, yeah, it does. You get yeah. in your head totally. And I think the nuance there is it doesn't mean you can't support other people. It means you are clear on yeah. your goals and what you're yeah. trying if to you do, are just, which is, I yeah, love if your you're point. just, if you're focused yeah. on, you know, but the whole thing is like so many analogies that come from this, but yeah, you won't win. You won't be as successful as you could be if you're looking over yeah. your shoulder at what could come at you. Cause it may yeah. not be right. And what everyone yeah. else is doing. Yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah. that. Cause it's, it's, yeah. I find it to be very, very true. I have not been in the corporate world yeah. for quite some time. Um, I, I quit uh, the corporate world to do acting and then multiple kind of lives, mini lives after that. But yeah, that's like one of the things I think that when, as an entrepreneur, yeah. and maybe you can speak to this too, I, you kind of are like, I want yeah. to fix that, this problem that I saw. When I yeah. have my own team. Yeah. But it's also true for, I think for entrepreneurs, especially in men, I don't know, women, I think we already have a, somewhat of a, this is a generalization, but the comparison thing is yeah. really strong because 
we are already, you know, like we're always under scrutiny. And so you kind of get in this rhythm of comparing, looking around, I think as an entrepreneur, looking at like, why am I not there yet? Why haven't I gotten there? Like we're sort of have this measuring stick a lot of times and we have so much exposure to other people. And there's a lot of it does feel mm-hmm. like a race. Like I built this in this amount of time. So can you, right? There's a lot of promising and oh. speed. And it fuels so much. Yeah, I see that so many times. It actually really irks me (laughs) because there's no, I, I just, I, I really dislike that. Like, I can make anyone do this in this amount of time. I'm like, you're full of BS because you don't know all the things that go into their lives or whatever, what they're dealing with, and and what kind of pressure to put on yourself and them if they don't succeed. Right. You're just going to be like, well, I suck. And you're like, that's not a good way to look at it. I mean, so many of these things too also lead into that personal brand. Cause like kind of what we were talking about is if you're always looking at what somebody else is doing in the competition, you're kind of in like copy mode. Like I'm going to do what Mm -hmm. they're doing, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, instead of saying, you know what, this is what I see is happening in my space. These are the things that I'm going to do to help the world rather than, oh, that's what they're doing. I need to do that. You're always playing copycat. Yeah. 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 And you're not trusting yourself or your intuition and your expertise. I mean, I think there's so many formulas that, that are out there right now. And especially as more and more people are leaving corporate world to build, to build something new. I think a lot of people, entrepreneurship's growing Mm -hmm. and growing and, and so there's going to be a lot of people sharing strategies and a lot of them work and a lot of them worked because they worked for that person and their business and their personality. I think one thing I've been learning is um, a lot of folks that are in my entrepreneur network groups are had a lot of experience in marketing. Well, I had no experience in marketing. So something that like they're more yeah. comfortable with may work great yes. for them. But for me, I'm like a more processed sort of person. So that stuff is second nature. And that's why I help entrepreneurs figure out their team yeah. processes. But for, for like, but the marketing thing is something I had to learn. So you sort of, if you apply someone else's what was easy to them or what they already knew. And you're like, why am I stuck? Why am I struggling? Then you have a new thing. They'd be beating yourself up over, which like, yeah, it just it's, wasn't it's something. Why, it's like do. why um, there's kind of no one size fits all anything. I mean, in your business, yeah. I mean, how many times are we, are we kind of like yeah. hit with different things and you have to figure it out? Like your own business yeah. isn't one size fits all. So it's weird that a lot of times yeah. as gurus, we're like, here's my one size fits all thing. And they're like, but it can't be that way. I have so many. Yeah. Well, in this situation, this and well, this situation, that. And yeah. um, the only thing I'm absolute about with marketing is there is no easy button. Doesn't exist. Mm. I, 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 it's yeah. the joke, a running joke that I have with my team. Um, I think a lot of people think that it's easy. And as you have talked about, it's not. Some no. people find it to be easy, and, and, but it yeah. could be because they're kind of like yeah. natural, like authentic self-promoters, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And I th- it's interesting because I've thought about, you know, the moving out of the corporate world, inner entrepreneurship, it's, it's hard in a different way. I think the ease is for that I've found is that I love what I'm doing. And so I have a lot of ideas and there's a lot of, there's a lot of alignment, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something too, to tease apart is that a lot of people ask me, Oh, do you have so much free time? I was like, no, anybody building something from the ground? you have got a lot oh of free time. Yeah. yeah. No, but I enjoy yeah. it. And so it changes the whole dynamic of it. 
And, and so, but yeah, I think there are no quick tricks. I think a lot of what we can do is bring, I think there's a nuance between there's just these three steps and you've made it, or here are three ways to simplify it. So that's kind of a reframe I bring into it is simplifying it into steps or strategies or tools, but not promising. And then you're done and solved forever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. many, so many things that I see, I'm like, there's some aspects of that are, that are good, but then you see other, like thinking about all those online gurus out there, like some aspects are good and then others are just like, oh yeah, it's not absolute. You need to have some wiggle room and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's about combining yeah. stuff too. You know, like I think there's like, there's things that we can take away. I've been doing a ton of like mindset learning about somatic work and, and meditations mm. and visualizations. And, and it's not one of those tools alone, isn't going to yeah. get you there, but it's, I think it's, and then it's not about getting inundated and right, right, right. instead of taking any action either, but sort of picking what works for you, what feels like. So one of the things that I know that you talk about is boundary setting. Um, I am a mm-hmm. big I'm a big believer in boundary setting. So how has that kind of helped you with your business, with, with building your brand, like all of your, yeah. How has it helped you? How has it helped you build it? When I think about it, I, I try to think about first, what, what do I actually mean by that? Like, what do I want when it comes to boundaries? And I think there's so much debate around work-life balance. And I think that, or is it integration balance? There's a lot of (laughs) debate around the right word. I think for me, it's, am I saying yes to the things that feel, we just talked about alignment. I think aligned is a real theme of right now for me and in my business. When I, when I start working on this, do I feel like, uh, why did I agree to this? (laughs) Or, you know, where there, it's really as kind of like you're, you're trudging Mm -hmm. through it where I think that's something that I think about when, when I'm talking about boundaries is, what what is my connection to this work and if i if i feel like i'm not that into it have i set a threshold for that so that i'm not only doing that because yeah there's going to be a lot of stuff we don't right. love doing and that's that's just part of life and work but is it that there's all of that and i think it a lot of it too comes down to when we're saying yes to things for the reason of people pleasing or not wanting to say no or not having built up a skill around mm-hmm. saying no or saying no, not right now, or upholding our, um, keeping a clear line on our, our prices and, and what, what our value is and not sort of backing down because we're worried about losing out yeah, on it's a FOMO. So <laughs> I think boundaries, come, yeah, FOMO exactly. Yeah. Or fear of not getting another right. opportunity. So I think, boundaries i really think about in terms of you know what what is the motivation around the boundary and and it's a lot has yeah. to align it's interesting because i recently i did a podcast and kind of the the person i was dealing with was very like kind of like go like all in don't do anything fun just build and i'm like yeah i i i said i'm like i don't agree i think you need to take vacations i need but it's also it's interesting because one of my friends um because i used to have a startup and uh i was going out for funding and i met this guy along the way and he was super like i don't do anything i focus on um building this business and all this kind of stuff and in the last two years the business has closed um but in the last because it's been five years that i've known him he is now married Mm -hmm. Um, he now has a puppy and all these things, but so he has like things in his life that give his life more purpose and meaning. And you, and I think that that will yeah. make you set boundaries because 
How are you going to have these good relationships? How are you going to build a great brand and a business if you don't kind of set goals, boundaries, they all kind of align. But it, I, I mean, I know for me, I definitely have to, there's so many things that I'm like, I absolutely hate that. I literally just had a task right before we jumped in here. I was like, I cannot get this accomplished. Things keep coming in the way. And I literally talked to one of my team members and she's like, I'll do it. I was like, oh, thank God for you. Do it. And she's like, but, yeah. she, but like you were yeah. saying, she was actually super excited to take that on. But for me, yeah, it was exactly. so hard. So I think there's so many things like I feel like for boundary setting, it's a boundary of you need to take time for yourself. If your, yeah. your family is so Absolutely. important. And then you also need to just be like, this isn't good for me because it's taken me two weeks to do this one task where it took her mm-hmm. less than an hour. Talk about productivity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I love that because it's, it, and that's something you can do with your teams is, is saying, Hey, what are the things that I love doing, hate doing? What are the things that I'm great at, but I don't like, you know, you can sort of map out this matrix for a group and see like, Hey, these are the kind of things that we could delegate to each other or ask yeah. each other for help around. And like you said, you know, someone, something that would have, you'd have to keep like trying to motivate yourself to do. Someone's like, I can do that in 10 minutes. And I think we don't, part of boundary setting that, that you're pointing to is, is asking mm-hmm. for help and not feeling like, well, I just have to do all of it because it was yeah. on my list. But, but the point you make around relationships and this is, this is how we, you know, fully realize our full potential, I think is by, is by stepping away. You, you, you have to take breaks. I, I heard recently in a conference, um, it was the WNBA player, Sue Bird talking about that, you know, athletes take breaks, like, like in, in the corporate world is like the only place or in the workplace where we don't rest, you know, like Olympic athletes, everyone in the military, like every sort of high performance sport out there, people take rest, they take breaks, they have Mm -hmm. off season. And in the workplace, we're just like going from age 18 to like death. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, and what's the purpose? I mean, not to like be morbid, but you literally kind of look at, you're like, if you, you know, you live all this, you live till you're 35, you don't know, right? You live until you're 35 and you only worked that whole time. You never went on a vacation. You never saw anything, right? Like that's kind of sucks. (laughs) Not to look at it from a morbid standpoint, but you have to live. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel to just to yeah. enjoy yourself, you know, and your family yeah. and all these things are just super yeah. important. And I think that also kind of what you were talking about with boundary setting is for your, your boundaries of your life too. Mm-hmm. If you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm willing to yeah. give up everything for this business, including my husband, my child. Are you? We're getting deep here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, exactly. Well, and I think a lot of causing yeah. burnout, right? Is like this choice that maybe we didn't want to make, but you know, we sort of like realized when we came up for air, I've like all the stuff that I actually cared about isn't yeah. here anymore. It's because it's, it's, it's something that I see a lot and I am, I'm really solidly, I, I'm much better at taking like, you know, weekends off. I don't work all the time on the weekend. I did, I did for a while just because there was always so much work, but I've hired more team members to help me, which helps. But, um, yeah. I've always felt like I needed to take vacations. I needed to do things like that. So that I, I see people yeah, kind of just dancing along that, that burnout space. And I kind of am like, and they, they they're so resistant to balance. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're going to hopefully have to find it at some point. Cause (laughs) 
you're gonna, it's going to get you. And I think that's where a lot of people get, you know, develop anxiety or health problems. Like eventually your body says like, mm, yeah, we're done, you know? And so something happens. And I love your example of, of asking someone for help, because this is something I think managers and leaders, we, we don't always mm-hmm. do. And, and saying, Hey, I have this team. I should, le- I should leverage them. I should lean into them. And it's something I talk a lot about on, on my podcast is like, how can you delegate effectively, empower your team? Because in the end that makes less work for you as the manager, as the business owner. And it can feel scary at first, but when we actually say like, Hey, like here's some really important, like meaningful work that I realize I don't have to be the one to do it and I can offload it. Now you're showing your team members that I believe in you. I trust you with this thing. And they step up and you have less on your plate and everybody yeah. wins. Well, I, I, we have team members that kind of, they don't keep regular, you know, nine to five type hours. They would rather work during yeah. certain, so, so it works with some of the work that we do and not with others. But if you shift that work yeah. that doesn't need, you know, need to be done immediately, doesn't need to be done between nine and five PST or whatever, then, but it fits for that person yeah. and they're, they're so much happier. They're, they're accomplishing more. Yeah. It's just, a, I think a definite mind shift, especially in the corporate world. So I don't yeah. know how the corporate world really deals with stuff like, I, I don't, does it deal with stuff like that? Kind of people kind of not really working during the nine to five specific hours, kind of saying, Hey, I want to shift my day. I think it came up quite a bit in the last few years where there was more asynchronous work. There was more opportunity to, you know, work across more time zones, more teams are moving to distributed where maybe you're in different mm-hmm. time zones. But this is something that needs a lot of thoughtfulness mm-hmm. around. And so in, in the workshops I do with, with corporate, we talk about norm setting around, you know, when does something have to be in a meeting versus done asynchronously? How can you figure out really how to best utilize folks across different time zones? Because if you're having everyone wait, like from one yeah. time zone to the next, you never can move right. the ball forward. So it's, I think through, with thoughtful planning, you can really optimize that time. Um, but again, like it is a challenge when folks are used to having everything be decided in a meeting that may not work yeah. timing wise for everyone. If you're in different yeah. time zones, I, this is, I feel like we've co- we covered so many things. It was just like a conversation. <laughs> so you kind of just went, you know, Oh, that's an interesting topic. Let's yeah. go down that path. Um, Leah, this has been like such a fantastic, you know, I love this conversation and I really, I learned a lot of information. So thank you so much. And if, a, if someone that's listening or watching wants to learn more about you, how, where can they do that? Yeah, I would say check out my podcast, Managing Made Simple. Uh, you can find it on my website at leahgarvin.com or on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, again, you can find me on leahgarvin.com, connect with me on LinkedIn or on Instagram at leah.garvin. And if you're managing a team and you're feeling kind of stuck, I have a quiz where if you fill out kind of where you're getting stuck, I'll send a personalized video with some tips to try on your Amazing. team. And so that's at leahgarvin.com slash manager quiz. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, Leah. This is such a great conversation and I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening and watching and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.